Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 451. This is your guide to the geek side, and I am Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Carden. Woo! Wacky, way, arm-waving, inflatable man. Wasn't that the bit for Family Guy? Woo! And Loki. <laughs> and Loki. Oh, yeah. And Loki. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going on? It's, uh, uh, man, after last weekend, holy crap. It's just nice to take a breath um, and try to clean the house because everything from last weekend is still in my dining room. So uh, that's what my evening looks like. But it's great to be here. Excellent. Yeah, we're in birthday craziness right now. Logan had his 18th birthday at the Dojong. It was great. Nice. Surprise birthday party. He didn't know. He thought he was actually working the birthday party because they do that. And then he shows up and his friends are all in the back. We said happy birthday. It was fantastic. Very nice. And we did uh, Cheesecake Factory for his real birthday. So that was fun. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then my wife's birthday is the 14th. So birthday and then mother-in-law's the 28th. So very, very busy with that. So very exciting. I've got a uh, man who can vote and buy scratch-offs, playboys and smoke. (laughs) So uh, the, the famous Patton Oswald bit was when you turn 18, you can vote and you can buy a gun. So you should celebrate by shooting a hole through a ballot. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yeah. That's the way you get the right. You don't have any chads then. Um, yeah. Yes. And then we are joined by. Uh, wow. I don't even know how many times it's been. But Jen Watson from Code 47 Hello. fame oh and cosplay and making cool stuff. Welcome. Yes. I, Happy to be here. Thanks I for was, having me. I was uh, always bragging about mm-hmm. how just how what a great part of code you've become and how much I like working with you. So there is no other Captain Marvel that I've worked with in the <laughs> cosplay world besides you that I think r- really nails it because I, I think you you definitely got a Brie, Brie Larson vibe. And she is she from the Chicago area? I feel like she is. I don't know, actually. Yeah. Because I remember her, Todd, you'll appreciate this, because she was in that show, was it The League, which was set in Chicago, Nick Kroll, and she played a girlfriend or something, and I thought it filmed in Chicago. Yeah, so I thought, and and it was one of those like, well, I'm a local, so I just I that, that's that's a question. For uh, she was born in Sacramento, California. So well, that's not exactly close. No, um, but and for some reason, Californian accent. Ca- the ca- the Californians do. <laughs> She knows exactly where every place What are you doing here? I took the 405 to the 15 to the... Anyway. (laughs) That's a deep cut right there. Well, uh, well, very, very good. Well, uh, we're all here to talk about uh, the Marvels. That's going to be our spoiler cast at the uh, back end of the show. Um, We're going to talk about all geeky stuff, and we don't have to talk about a strike anymore, so we can move on to our Patreons, those great people in our Secret Friends squad. We've got friends with benefits, Corey Nature. HD. We've got John Sedorf, the Phoenix Sisters cosplay, and Brendan Myers. And at the BFF level, we've got Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, Missy Merchant, and Andy Milliken. Um, and the cool part is if you're a Patreon, and, and this is this is kind of the bad news, um, Zencaster is kind of making us do ads now. They so put because us to work. of that, <laughs> yes. So because of that, if you're a Patreon, the good news is you will get your the feed will actually have an ad free version of these shows. If you are not a Patreon, you'll have to hear our ad pitch. So sorry for that, but it's another reason to join our Patreon, and you can get a one week free trial to check it out to see if it's worth it. But uh, that's the bad news, and you'll get an ad drop sometime in the show. So just be prepared and don't be surprised. 
It'll be okay. And again, that is uh, patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite. Uh, free one-week trial. Very affordable. And it comes with a lot of great content, including uh, my show, The Facts of Geek Life, of which Jen is a frequent contributor. Todd has contributed <laughs> as well. We take a classic season of a classic show and a handful of episodes, and we kind of cut it up and have a good time. So uh, love to have you. Give oh. us a shot. And whoop, there was an O. Oh. Uh, Oh yes, because uh, Mark just did a interview. Yes, on and that oh, was a fantastic Patreon exclusive. You better believe it. Yeah, so tune tune in, and a lot of those, uh, a lot of our Patreon content does eventually make it to the network feed. I just scheduled a couple uh, just this week, um, but getting it first is where you find on Patreon and to get it's very affordable. So okay, commercial over. Um, but holy cow, we're going all the all the way back in the way back machine uh this week for our cover on We Got This Cover 1963. Uh oh gosh, this was right at this was right before the Kennedy assassination because remember it's it's always a couple three months forward. So it's December of 1963. This is dated Tales to Suspense, issue 51, and not the most pristine uh, copy of oh no you know what it's not as bad as the fact that somebody took it against their like rug because you can see that's what's on the edge i'm like boy that looks really crackly um but this is iron man versus the scarecrow now tales of suspense that was that was one of those weird ones where the numbering switches over and this one might have become iron man because like started with issue 100 or something or or one of those so it's like uh yeah it's kind of weird but anyway once again in the oh, i love this the mighty Marvel group introduces a new type of supervillain, like a shitty supervillain, because that's kind of what I'm feeling, uh, to make you gasp in wonder. What are you wondering about when you look at the Scarecrow? Thoughts? How drunk was this person? How high was this person? <laughs> Did not realize there was a Marvel Scarecrow. I usually associate that with Batman. Right, exactly. Uh, anyone else would <laughs> tremble in fear of uh, the face of Iron Man's angry, angry challenge. What's his angry challenge? Like angry drinking? Uh, uh, but not the Scarecrow, air quotes. So maybe that's not really his name. Um, what strange power does he possess? Uh, stuffing? Is stuffing a power? <laughs> Well, I, I did read a little bit of the background on this comic. So the Scarecrow was actually a circus performer right. called the, it was Umberto the Unbend, or Bendable or something. He was a circus performer. <laughs> the, uh, the Unbendable? He, he ended up helping stop a, a robbery uh, at the circus. So he, but he basically, instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to be a superhero from going, he basically said, oh, I could do better and I could do better crimes than that. So he dresses up as a scarecrow, steals a guy who trains crows at the circus, and he uses those to commit crimes. He ends up breaking into Tony Stark's house and he takes the plans for all of his gear to, and he takes a boat to Cuba. <laughs> Tony Stark. It's a very, very him. slow boat. Oh my gosh. I mean, um, talk about that, like, and why was he the scarecrow? Because of crows? I, I mean, know. very weird concept. That just sounds, that sounds like a Batman villain. That sounds like an episode of Batman 66. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. I think yeah. that is a, an episode of Batman 66. So I that think we he's about worse than the Batman scarecrow villain to be right. honest. Oh, yeah. In the, yeah, he's in the circus. But uh, also very enchanting is the back cover, uh, which is an advertisement for some kind of shoe, something. Make 5 to $20 a week extra operating, and again in quotes, Saturday morning shoe store. I always find the misuse of quotes really enchanting because what does it really mean? Usually when something is like air quotes, you're saying, this is not really what I think. It's a cover. So, 
Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's a cover. We're really selling drugs. That's what's in the show. The shoes like a like a dime bag. Um, oh, and really I, a pyramid scheme, like selling Tupperware or right, you know, shakes or whatever. Well, and look at this guy. He doesn't even have real money. He's just got something that looks like money with the word twenty spelled out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we furnish everything for free. So you get on this program and they give you a case with several shoes in it. So More shoes. And uh, it's uh, I assume this is a door to door scenario. This guy's very good at it. These people invited him in, gave him a newspaper or maybe he's selling out of the newspaper um, and, and moving some shoes. So mm, rush starting outfit. So they get sent, And I can't read this fine print It's too small for me. Um, but yes, this is how you get going from the Mason Shoe Company of uh of uh, chippewa falls wisconsin oh well it's from wisconsin so wow. right there I, I i know i know how both you illinois and minnesota people <laughs> feel about wisconsin and based on my experience with wisconsin i tend to agree <laughs> it's pretty oh my goodness i'm lactose intolerant yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so no I, I guess no would shame. you guys buy like shoes you couldn't even try them on because there's only four shoes in this box i mean you're buying them by the style and then hoping that they come. That, they that, that, that sounds like a super scam. Now. Oh, that's on Amazon. Yeah. 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 Right. But at least Amazon does the try or buy with this. Yeah, the guy's probably can. like, ha, 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 give me money. And then he's, you never see him again. Yeah, yeah. Eight weeks later, your shoes show up. And if they don't fit, I, I'm i assuming you're kind of hosed. I mean. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that oh. must. Yeah. Oh, hose not included. Oh, oh, no, you don't need the hose included because you're already hosed. Um, but yes, I guess you can find out why in this day and age, this is not a uh, not a booming industry. The whole door to door sales. Uh, I think a lot of those ads in comic books were not anything like real. Either, right. You know, sea I sold wrapping and- paper. I, I, I yeah. was the kid who did that because I was like, oh, I'm going to make some money and get a BMX yeah. bike. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I never got I never got my x-ray glasses or what was the one? What yeah. was the uh, what was the the selling grit magazine? That was the big oh, yeah. one. <laughs> Boys life. Yeah. Boys life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Well, you know who probably uh, got uh, got rich with this get rich quick scheme? Uh, that's probably our senior news correspondent, Madam Webb, 123 <laughs> years young, down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, much busier now with the strike over. But she's going to give us all the latest scoop with Madam Webb's uh, news report. So let's do it. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Well, the good news, the strike is over. We're going to talk about this news, Madam Webb. So the good news is you can start going on the talk shows and talking up Madam Webb in 2025, 2024, whatever it's happening. Um, you are going to be like the oh, Stan yeah. Lee of the Bumco, where you're going to have all of your appearances Bumco. like a, a, a shoe shine artist. You're going to be a maid. You're going to be a. Um, oh, she's she going to be uh, like Eddie Murphy monkey. in the clumps. She's going to have all these different roles. Well, she'll just be you'll 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 be looking for the role Madam Webb will be playing in all these movies, like the little cameo. So, oh, um, like Stan Lee. Know. Got it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she is the Stan Lee of the Spumco. <laughs> Spumco. <laughs> I Spider-Man. absolutely love it. What cinematic universe of Spider-Man characters? I don't know. Spumco is just fun to say. That's all I really care about. All right. Well, let's talk about the most important uh, story on the landscape right now. The good folks uh, at SAG reached an agreement with the evil people at the studio, and the strike has ended as of, I think it was Wednesday. I was I was telling the story uh, when we were recording Code 47. I was on the road this week. I was in the hotel room kind of doing my thing, bouncing between personal and work stuff, and it like 
658. Boom, strike is over. So I was very excited, got out there to share the news um, that the strike has ended. The four-month-long strike. How many days was it? 115 days, something like that? Maybe longer? Yeah, almost, uh, almost 120 days. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is that is awesome. So, uh, Todd, you are the business and the details guy. So why don't you take it from here? Yes. So uh, basically, they uh, the studios and the actors compromised uh, uh, basically to a 7% increase in general wages, uh, effectively immediately. So that'll be where they're at. And basically a, about $1 billion in total funding. Um, that's the money piece uh, in regards to direct wages. There will also be uh, streaming residuals that are actually not like pennies on the million dollars <laughs> uh so that's the good news because streaming has been such a become a big part that without that it's really taken away a lot of revenue for 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 actors and people in the industry so that's the good news so there will be streaming revenue now which is fantastic uh which means a, a big deal for everyone i don't know if it's retroactive but going forward i assume they'll be getting those new uh fees and then the other part that was a big portion of this was uh, consent and compensation guardrails yes. for the use of AI. Absolutely. So uh, this basically means that when you sign in for a project, um, you don't have to decide at that point if you agree or if you don't agree to AI. And they can say, well, you didn't agree to AI, so we're not hiring you. So we it's own your or we, or we own your face forever. That was or yes, when you're yeah. dead and they can reuse you because I think that's been a big shame. And actually, in conjunction with that, Nicolas Cage was saying that he didn't know he was Superman in the Flash. Like that was going to oh happen, God. which I thought what? was so weird. I'm like, oh, that's so crazy. I don't know how they got away with that because I don't think that was any any contract. So that was an odd yeah. one. So uh, that's kind of the main pieces of which uh, in this is only a three-year contract so i think the, the the biggest hope means that they can build upon this contract in future years right. um, and not have to worry about starting from scratch again yeah i mean yeah, yeah they they bargained and, and and you know as near as i can tell they they won and something had to change and again uh, i i deferred talking a lot about this because you know, on code 47 we talked about it in reference to star trek and kind of what we have to look forward to but uh in an overall view um this is this is incredible. It's great to see the little guy go against you know the the you know president business of the Lego Movie, the big <laughs> evil corporation, uh, and to bring them to their knees because you know again what were we gonna what, what were they gonna do? Oh nope, we're not gonna have actors anymore. No more union. No more. We're just gonna start doing stuff with stick figures. You know they 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 were gonna have to deal and give up some of their billions that they make off of the hard labor of these people who have created this industry. So this is this is a, this is this is fantastic news. I'm I'm super excited. And again, as you said, it's a three year deal. Um, and, you know, things will continue to evolve in the next three years and they'll have a much stronger position to go back and continue to fighting uh, for expanded rights at that time. So this is I'm, I'm very excited about this. And Jen, you know, I, I know we had discussions in the, in the podcasting group about supporting and, and, and it cosplay is a big part of yours and Charlie's world. And, you know, kind yeah. of like feeling like how the best way to support. And obviously it's kind of glad that that's not over. But I know that was something everyone struggled with. And that's why we've continued to talk about the strike and get in yeah. everybody's mind. We made a donation. So um, this has got to be a relief for the, the creative community that, that supports uh, all of these things. Absolutely. I know that there was a lot of discussion earlier in the summer about if cosplay was okay. There was a big kerfuffle that came out based on the guidelines that the strike um, organizers released. 
And it turned out to be a big misunderstanding because the rules about the cosplay really only applied to members who were already members of SAG-AFTRA. Right. Um, so if you were not a member of SAG-AFTRA or did not intend to be, then cosplay was totally fine. Um Still, I saw a lot of people doing some really creative things to not necessarily support struck work with their costumes, cosplaying original characters. I saw a lot of stuff at like, you know, Renaissance Fair stuff, um, different interpretations. Um, And it was really cool. Uh, Did bring out some creativity within the community to do that and to see that. Um, And I saw people just wearing pins that was like, I support the strike or having a sign with their costume. Um, but right now, I mean, it's 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 great for everyone. It's great for all of the creatives, um, cosplayers, actors, you know, everyone in the industry, really, because even the the crews and the teamsters and everyone else that is has a job that supports Hollywood and and television um, gets to work again because these strikes are over now. So fingers crossed that. Uh, through the next three years, this will be great news for everyone and continue to be great news beyond those three years. Absolutely. Cool. Oh, man. No, I'm, I'm fired up. So, yeah, I, and, and Todd, that does bleed us right back into the next story because now the question becomes what comes after. You know what I mean? Uh, I, an article that I read did say that, you know, as early as midday Thursday, uh, actors in productions that had been stopped, that were firing up again, were looking at some return to work notices, you know, after Thanksgiving, um, that things were really coming back to life. So, but what does this really mean for things that, you know, got stopped cold. You know, what does that mean for movies that they're like, you know, they were teetering on the brink, like Deadpool, like, oh, we're almost done, but uh, you know what I mean? Um, as far as stuff coming back. So Todd, you you published this list of uh, kind of, you know, Disney specific stuff. Whoops, I think I scrolled down too far. Uh, jump us on in, please. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the, so really nothing's going to change on the front half of 2024. It's kind of like what's set is what's set. The big thing that's going to change is the Marvel release schedule and right. some releases. So we're basically starting, uh, you know, after the Planet of the Apes, they're now uh, the King of the Planet of the Apes. So that'll be the big, like, movie of the summer that starts everything. Uh, but after that, we've got Inside Out 2, June 14th, 2024. Um uh, the bad part is that uh, that movie is a sequel, but several of the voice actors are not returning. Uh, uh, Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling are not coming back because they were only offered 2% of Amy Puller's salary. <laughs> like she's oh. getting 5 million. Bill Hader what? and, and Mindy Kaling were only going to get $100,000. So they're being replaced uh, with uh, Tony Hale and um, another person as well, which is just very sad. Um because yeah. the movie does look good, yeah. and they are it adding new characters. Uh, they're adding yeah. anxiety to the film, which is everybody wants more anxiety. Uh, <laughs> um, then the only Marvel movie coming out in 2024 is Deadpool three, July 26th, 2024. It's a big change. Wow. Uh, both fan- uh, and we'll, we'll hear about this, but uh, both Captain America and I believe I'm trying to remember the other movie that was supposed to come out. Was, was it, it Thunderbolts? Um, yes. Now those are going to yeah. be 2025 20, films. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, have, that really uh, burns me. Because, you know, Alien yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Untitled the Alien Captain movie. Captain America is my, 16th, it might, yeah. Mm-hmm. Untitled Alien movie. How do we not even know what this Alien, if it's coming out. Oh, in, alien meaning, meaning year, Alien, the franchise, not, not just about aliens. 
No, no, so, no. But I mean, how do we not know the name of this film when it's less than a year away? That's very weird. Um, because it's released. it's something that's likely to get jammed out, I'm sure. So, yeah. Um, then, yeah, uh, then, you know, I, as year? as I was trying to as I was trying to say, Captain America. That that's a that's an ouch for me because I, Captain America is my favorite. But it does come out on my birthday and uh, well almost well i'm almost around my birthday in 2025 so Whee! oh that's kind of like what happened with the marvels yeah. no. <laughs> exactly. oh there you go no my yeah. birthday's next week so yeah oh, so cool. happy um, birthday <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> With that, we are wrapping up the year for Disney, and these are the official ones. There's some untitled movies that some have announced yet. Uh, Mufasa, The Lion King. So this is a one of the first live-action animated sequels that is not Lion King 2. Very <laughs> oh, odd boy. one. Um, that one's happening, so it's going to be really interesting. It's Mufasa's origin story. So prequels now? I, okay. I, I, I can already hear the crickets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah just, that's it's just, December 20th. It's just, not, it's just not for me. December 20th, I mean, 24th. Cruella was cool, but that's... Yeah. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how that I goes. I um, asked for an awesome movie. So we do have three films from Disney proper uh, that are untitled, uh, all Disney films, uh, two Disney and then one Disney animation, uh, April 5th, September 6th, November 27th, 2024. 2025, February 14th, 2025, we've got Captain America Brave New World. We've got uh, Snow White, the live action film, uh, which has gotten kind of harangued for the images they showed of the the dwarves, um, yeah. which are which are. Did they? I, I, I missed they out on that. Good. Oh, so the, the, they're, oh, so it's kind of a Sonic the Hedgehog it's, situation. It's, it's yeah, it's yes. CGI for <laughs> live action actors. So that's going to be a little. Oh. Um, why? Yeah, that's weird. Why? Yeah. Then we that's have Fantastic one. Four, May 2nd, 2025. So that feels like that got ahead of some things. Yeah. That's yeah. I, yeah, that's right. That's kind of shaking. So that, that'll be a summer tent poll two years from now. Well, 18, God, 18 months from now. That'll be really. the kickoff of the summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Box office. Yeah. yeah. Elio, uh, June 13th, 2025. That is a, um, I don't know if this is Pixar or standard Disney Pixar. animation. It's Pixar. Pixar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's going to be America Ferrera is starring in this. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Moana is getting a remake. So once again, we're getting into more live action things. Let's remake, remake uh, something that came out 10 years ago. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thunderbolts, uh, July 25th, 2025. Um, so don't know a whole lot about that yet. Uh, Blade, November 7, 2025, which, once again, so make much, a scary movie. So much, so, Move it so up two weeks and put it in October. Yeah. It's so All weird. Right. What the hell? So bizarre. Oh, look, here's a movie that you know I don't care about. Avatar 3. <laughs> Christmas of 2025. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very, yeah. Todd and I divide very deeply on Avatar. I, I I mostly dislike it because of my dislike of James Cameron because I think he's a jerk and he thinks he's entitled to be a jerk. And he's right. But that doesn't mean I like him. <laughs> I liked I liked the second film. Didn't love the first film. Um, yeah. Jen, do you have a take, hot take on Avatar? No hot takes here. I saw okay. them once each. They're beautiful movies. That is true. Agreed. I'm not like they're not my favorite, but yeah. I enjoy them. Like it's I'm very kind of ambivalent. I think they that's how call a lot of people feel. It's yeah. like they happen. They're kind of fun. Yeah. Ambivalent, and everybody goes to see them once, but it's everybody, which is why they make a billion dollars. 
Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. So wrapping up 2025, there are four untitled Disney and Disney animation films in 2025. Uh, then in 2026, we've got Avengers Kang Dynasty, May 2026. <laughs> no, 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 Todd. Todd, you, you didn't mean to say May. You mean to say maybe they don't get rid of Jonathan Majors. And, and it's Doctor, it, it's the Doctor Doom uh, Dynasty, which is the other. Doctor Doom, like Duck Dynasty, and old Doctor Doom from the old Spider, Spider-Ham comics. Like Re- Revenge of the Jedi. Now it's Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Right. Right. And they're actually talking about a Star Wars movie, uh, to which I say, when pigs fly. But... Mark and I yeah. will take into that, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, Star Wars movie, yeah, untitled Star Wars movie, May 22nd, 2026. And then another one in December 18, 2026. I, I don't know if that's... Highly unlikely. You know, Highly unlikely. Two Star Wars films si- like six months apart? From, did they learn from having Solo so close to... Right. The other one, Last Jedi? Like, yeah. that was within six months of each other, and that didn't go well. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was a, too, it, yeah, Star too much Star Wars. Wrap yeah. up all the Mandalorian yeah. like stuff, but yeah, um, the basically the what some people think will be the heir yeah. of the Empire, uh, putting together all of the uh, Filoniverse characters and an Avengers like yeah. film. Yeah, now that you know, after <laughs> the end of the Mandal- uh, after the end of Ahsoka. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, two films at once. You know, thematically, if they were different, if one is this and then the other one is Filoni, well, is that is that far enough apart? But then even the Last Jedi. And solo movie didn't really have anything to do with each other, Very and that different. was that. That was the yeah. big kerfuffle. So yeah, I don't know, man. But it's st- yeah, part one, part two. If you're going to have them that close, yeah. But I mean, if anything, Star Wars has not delivered on a film promise in four years. So they've been like, we're going to do this thing. You know, I heard recently that the Kevin Feige movie is out. You know, that was yeah. a that was a quote that I saw this week. So yeah, I put zero stock in anything movie related next to Star Wars until. You know, I see a picture of something. I need photographic proof. Um, wrapping up 2026, there's a ton of movies that are just untitled. So at this point, we don't know. Uh, and then in 2027, Avengers Secret Wars, May 7th, 2027. Once again, another untitled Star Wars film, December 17th, God, 2027. No then we get to Avatar 4, December 2029. And then Seven Avatar thumbs 5. Down. 2031. So there we go. That's what Disney's got planned. A lot of untitled films. He's really going to do it. How old will James Cameron be in 2031? 90. I mean, he's he's an old dude. Wasn't he born in the 40s? He's, you know, close to our parents' age. I mean, my parents were born in the late 40s. Todd, I know your parents are a little older than mine, but he's he's not he a young man. 54. He was born in 54. Okay. Well, he's still too damn old, and I want Avatar to go away. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, people are saying we're I too know. old. We still be podcasting. <laughs> really? I thought literally everyone our age had a podcast. That was that's the going gag. So, um, yeah, it's you know the further out these schedules get, the more ridiculous they are. So that's my that's my that's my lukewarm take. That's that's my Han or Luke inside a Tauntaun lukewarm take. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're v- you're very welcome. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, this was my ad. A Deadpool three leaked story details claim to reveal how the movie ties to Loki and the TVA. Now we're going to talk about the end of Loki uh, when we get into the geek easy. But um, yeah, uh, Mar- Marvel's uh, shining uh, only anything on the silver screen uh, in 2024 will be Deadpool three, which is weird because it's such a tonal shift that. 
everything and this is now the m now considered the mcu i assume now that everything is put together i am sure that deadpool himself will tell us exactly if it is or not yes with those words yes exactly (laughs) he'll he'll give it give us the the real we'll see if we'll get like uh we'll we'll see if we'll get like a luis like kind of narration to kind of get everybody up to speed because because i think that's what we need at this point just at the beginning of the next big marvel thing to say this is what's all happened so here we are right (laughs) i mean that yeah exactly yeah so that would be that would be the best for people who have avoided the you know the stuff over on disney plus though i you know I mean, who? I, I don't know anybody who watches these films and hasn't also seen the Disney stuff, but I'm sure they're out there. Um, and this film that we're going to talk about, the Marvels, is the first real integration, unless I'm mistaken, of of Disney Plus material into a film. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I totally agree with you. That would be Heaven Luis at the beginning of it would be very on brand for Deadpool, and uh, would be a fit. But this says, uh, yeah, this says uh, the TVA got word that the Kangs are gathering a new multiversal war is about to start. So they create an army of multiversal heroes, mostly from dying words, to fight the Council of Kangs. That seems very big and silly, uh, or they'd find a way to make it silly if it, you know, because it's a Deadpool film. Um, gonna be yeah dead de- yeah deadpool is a prisoner of the tva after messing with time hears about it and escapes his plan is to get wolverine who we know is but for the photo below uh to uh to come with him instead so they could become bffs oh you see that i like that sounds fine so it really they make the whole tie into loki sound sound like very kind of incidental but a but a way to get things rolling so yeah boy they're putting a lot of eggs in this basket being it's their only film that's coming out next year but i I know we'll love it because previous two deadpool films were super delightful so i'm excited i I don't care what they throw into it anything throw throw the kitchen sink into that thing i'm totally down with it i'm sure they will if if anyone can make sense of all of everything that's gone on and just have fun with it. And then we can just say, well, Deadpool made it, made it work. I think that's the only way you can make all this stuff work because if you do too many serious yeah. things with like science and explaining it, like yeah. explain time yeah. travel again in a movie, I think you just got to yeah. go all in and say, eh, this is what happened. Timey wimey stuff. Use the doctor who explanation. Just timey wimey yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. Work for doctor who Time for 60 real. years. I'm sure. Yeah. It isn't real. Time is construct, man. Um, well, cool. Good deal. All right, Todd, yeah. you tackle this next one. This is not my scene, but I know you love it. So go for it. Yeah. So, uh, an avatar that I am passionate about is avatar. <laughs> the last airbender. Uh, thanks James Cameron for, for stealing the name of this, but, um, I oh. am a huge fan of the Nickelodeon series. It's really a fantastic, uh, animated, uh, just event type of storytelling it's wonderful it's goofy it's got a lot of heart and uh there was a really bad movie by m night Shyamalan that really was uh, a a mistake and um so and then we did get a follow-up series called Korra which was essentially the decade after a generation following which was kind of cool and which I still have not watched so I need to watch that eventually by the same that's what I've heard I've heard really good I just don't know why my brain says I need to watch that um you know but we are funny thing is it was like me with Avatar in the first place like I I waited so long and I'm like I will know when the time is right and the time was right for me to just watch all of it and it was great so yeah Yeah. I I 
I think it's a show that's great for all ages too. And it is. and and even though it's animated, um, I feel like it is creating its own unique world. It does a lot of really cool things, and it's a very epic story. But the human moments are really what makes it special, especially through the lens of uh, Aang, the main character, who is yeah. a avatar of you know basically uh, the powers that this these people have. They have the ability to bend uh, the elements, which is very cool. And Aang is just a fun, goofy character, um, and he's you know a child essentially. He's the next avatar, so. Um, um, and it's neat. It's just a great story. But um, we are getting Netflix, who is making a live action series. Now, a lot of people would say, oh, Netflix, they're going to ruin it. But Netflix has actually been on a pretty good run of doing very faithful and very quality adaptations. The One one Piece uh, adaptation, which I've not watched, but uh, we've had people on the show say it's, it's amazing. And they're big fans of the anime and the manga. So... Um, and what I saw in the trailer, which there was a trailer released for the uh, Netflix Geeked Out, it looks as faithful as you would want. They have characters uh, that the actors are people of color that represent uh, what the characters are supposed to be like, which is great. And nice. they didn't, we haven't gotten anything from like a storytelling element yet. This is more like just how it looks. And they nailed Appa, they nailed um, all of the character designs and the actors, and it looks. If, if it nails everything else, I'm super excited. And this is coming out February 22nd, 2024. Yeah. So, um, so Charlie, uh, everything I've stated, is that any interest to you at all? We'll see. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to hearing people talk about it and tuning in. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just never really grabbed me, but it doesn't mean that it couldn't. So, uh, and again, I agree with you. Netflix, does have a good stream of uh actually you know doing the time uh and investing in uh making quality adaptations so yeah who knows it's possible jen uh so you have seen both so anything give you pause or are you interested uh, no this looks really cool this looks like it's spot on um i don't currently have a netflix subscription but I will be resubscribing when Prodigy, Star Trek Prodigy comes back, mm -hmm. of course. Um, so I, I will have to check this out. Because um, I did I did watch the, yeah, Avatar and Korra. I watched both of them. So, um, yeah, this looks cool. I did not see the movie that doesn't exist. Right. It's kind, it's kind of like it's kind of like all those other Highlander movies that we won't talk about. Because there was only one. There can only be one. There only, yeah, and, exactly. And, and, right. It's, it's 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 a whole the never ending story part two all over again. <laughs> it cannot be discussed. Well, it never ends, so it's right. Yeah. So guess, so how could yeah. you have another part? I know four oh four error uh, brain not found. Okay, well that is the end of the news, Todd. Time to get out that Fuber app, that feeble Uber app. Got to get down to Skugtown, Nastyville. The geek easy awaits for us to talk about stuff that we're enjoying this week. So let's go. Hey, Secret Friends Unite. Let me tell you about Zencaster. We use them for our show, and now they're supporting us. Zencaster is now the all-in-one solution making podcasting easy. It's the ultimate web-based podcasting solution. It provides high-quality audio and video podcast production and hosting. With a full suite of professional tools, podcasters can seamlessly record, produce, and publish studio-quality content all from one dashboard. Being a creator has never been easier. And we chose Zencaster because of the ease of use. Uh, high quality output, 
and we it makes it super easy for our guest to come on. Uh, we had multiple solutions we tried before, and Zencaster has just been the best fit for us. Why Zencaster? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sounds and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. So if you're interested in making an easy, high-quality podcast just with the click of a browser button, go to Zencaster.com slash SFU and use our code SFU you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Now back to the show. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, cover bands playing, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, Jen, considering all the things that are going on in the world, is there anything out there that making you uh, excited about the world of nerd? Um, well, I did just watch uh, the Loki season two finale. I know that's on your lists too. Yeah, we can um, talk about it now. We, yeah. Um, wow. I was not expecting that to go the way that it did. There right? were definitely some moments where I was like, Holy shit. That's <laughs> For <cool>. sure. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, I don't know how spoiler heavy we get here. Spo- uh, we, yeah. can, we can put a spoiler warning right now. So spoiler well, I mean, warning okay. for anyone not, who doesn't watch I can, Loki. I can stay general. Yeah. I can stay general. You know, that, that's yeah. not a bad idea since it just came yeah. out a couple of days ago. So that's fair. Yeah. Even though we are doing yeah. a spoiler cast of the film, we'll uh, we'll split the difference. Yeah. Mm. Um. Well, no, I mean, it didn't really necessarily have anything super spoilery to say. It was just like, I'm... It's so interesting to see how that ending reverberates back through the rest of the MCU. Like, is this the reason that the time stone is green? Because Loki always did this and always had this. Um, The uh, culmination of the glorious purpose that he knew he was burdened with, Mm -hmm. but then didn't want... Um, season one is about him learning to love himself. Season two is about him learning to love other people. And by the time he's like actualized, he's, he has to give it up. The hard thing that he has to do is not killing Sylvie. The hard thing he has to do is giving himself mm-hmm. up. And it's, um, it'll be interesting to see how this impacts everything else. It's like, all of the times that Victor Timely got spaghettified, is that making all the kinds? Oh gosh, you're right. If he's a little little piece of spaghetti out there somewhere, I didn't you think know, about it that we, way. We, they don't really specify exactly how this all works, right? You know, going back, you're time slipping, mm-hmm. you're creating new branches all on your own, right? But if he's like the god of time now, right. then wow. it doesn't matter. Right. So how, yeah, how anyway, and how and where, feelings. yeah, how and where yeah. would we see him and what may or may not be the Kang dynasty or yeah. could there simply, I mean, why would they have to 
the powers that be, if they want to bag Jonathan Majors, find another recasting happens all the time. I don't know why they really have to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Um, if they've invested this much of the MCU into Loki and multiversal things, um, I find it hard to believe that they would just throw it out altogether. But then again, apparently it's been discussed. So maybe it was Loki all along. Yes, maybe. Oh no. Oh, maybe he is Loki Agatha. All along. Well, Todd, yeah. you're the, you're you're the biggest yeah. of of the Thor fans because uh, that's that's your kind of your Marvel jam. So, and and I know Loki is your favorite MCU character. So you've said. So where where do you land with all this? I really liked how it ended up because, as we know, with Endgame, Loki died. You know, like, I mean, basically, well, actually, uh, Infinity War, he died. Right. So I don't think he truly could come back in a way uh, that would work. And I always feel like death should be um, for a reason, not just for a plot point. Comic books do it all the time. Yeah. And I like the fact that. Um, to Jen's point, this is all about Loki kind of his, his, his um, journey from the very first film we saw to where he ends. And uh, I'd hate to say this. He, while he isn't, it's not exactly where he wanted to be. It's where he had to, to be his glorious mm-hmm. yeah. purpose. And I loved what they did with, uh, and I like to don't want to give away too many spoilers, but at the end his transformation Mm-hmm. And how they tied nice. in everything he had to do and the way they played it out. I thought it was very uh, poetic and I thought it was very uh, well done in a fashion that I wasn't expecting. Uh, this is not a show if you're watching for like huge like, oh, my goodness, this, that and that. It's not that this show has never been that, um, you know, we didn't have any like weird Loki variants this time to really. Right. Go, oh, look at that. Look at that. Look, at right. That. Um, it, it was it wasn't really Easter egg heavy. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, look no. at this. Oh, I slid in this little bit and blah, blah, blah. And here's Loki alligator again. So it wasn't. I mean, unless you are into Norse mythology. <laughs> which, exactly. Hey, right. But yeah. and and then one of the things that Loki has always been different in the comics too, um, and so in this case, uh, we could have Sylvie just be the Loki that becomes right. the main focus and the Lord of Mischief. Although Sylvie's not exactly mischievous anymore. No, so, right. she's something else too. Yeah. Right. So I don't exactly. know. I, I don't yeah. know how you, you you incorporate that type of Luke, uh, and maybe that's not meant to be. Maybe it's yeah. just. We move on. So I was right. very happy with how this ended. And um, if this is where Loki's journey ends, I'm happy. It would be interesting. I'm not and seeing a season three. I mean, yeah. I yeah. simply walked around the rest of the evening and then the next day going, dun, 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 dun. I love his mu- I love his theme. <laughs> Loki's theme is now one of my favorite MCU themes right up there with the Avengers theme, I think. Yeah, dun, the, the, dun, scene, dun, dun. the scene where he tried kept trying to fix things. Yeah. I really liked that scene and the music. Yeah. I thought that was a really yeah. cool uh, his, way. His of, of his, doing gr- his Groundhog Day moments. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, faster, faster. Yeah. yeah, faster, faster. That's good stuff. Awesome. Oh, so Todd. Um, oh, uh, Jen. Yeah. Anything else? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, we re- we watched Ms. Marvel before uh, going in to see the Marvels. And I have started rewatching the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. 
Um, oh, I never I've watched that. Seen me, before. Me, yeah, me neither. Really good. Yeah, where where is it at? Uh, where do people watch it at? So it was a Paramount Plus original, and unfortunately, it got the same fate as Prodigy. Oh, the axe. But you can find it on Prime now. I think. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, I don't. It's, I don't know. But anyway, I found it on Prime. Um, it is a reimagining of the Twilight Zone that is far better than the two thousands uh, remake. Um, they, and it's Jordan Peele. So it's got that kind of atmospheric spooky kind of, but not it's, it's really good. I think if you like Jordan Peele's movies, um, you like this, I haven't seen all of them. Um, but I really love the Twilight Zone. We've only got up to the first couple of episodes, but, um, and the, uh, third episode of the first season is one of my favorites. You want to talk about time loops? There's another one in there. Mm. Um, and it brings in um, the political stuff. It brings in, I mean, the Twilight Zone has always been political. Rod Serling wanted right. it to be. It was a, you know, metaphor. Um, but that one br- br- brings in like the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, wow. Um, things like that. So it gets heavy, but it's very, very good. I strongly recommend it. It's oh, the cool. 2019 series and I'm rewatching it now because I awesome. felt like that so we blasted yeah. through those movies again his his trilogy tril- it's a trilogy of films but they're not really because they're not connected to each other in yeah. any way uh during you know october's spooky time and just forgot how great <laughs> us was and and just oh, and forgot how great uh how great get out was because i hadn't seen it since the theaters um but then I had seen nope more recently because it just came out last year but oh, God, what a yeah, great, what, i haven't seen nope God, what a great set. yeah yeah it's yeah, a weird one it's a yeah. little bit it's less satisfying to me than the, the first two yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 not surreal in the same way. Like there's a, there's a lot of surrealism in those first two films. Where yeah, nope, nope, not quite as much. Yeah, it's, I would also say of of the three, it's the weakest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, 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 cool. All right, Tadio. So tell me about this game that I can't play that I'd like to play. Well, I so I, I just want to say I normally don't talk about video games, but this is more about the like Spider-Man 2 just came out. It's a video game. But uh, this is the third entry in the Sony uh, Spider-Man video game series. The first one was Spider-Man 1, introduced Miles Morales, who wasn't Spider-Man. The second one is all about Miles Morales, the second game. And the third one is the two are together. Um, and the reason I'm talking about this is because I think based on, and I'm almost done with the second game, this is one of the best Spider-Man takes that I've ever watched, read, or whatever. I love it. I think they are so, the character moments are so great. They've remixed things in a way that feels fresh, but still hits on the main parts of Spider-Man, why he's special, while Miles is special. And um, if you can't play the games, just see if you can watch the cutscenes. Okay, yeah. the that, that's game. what I'm going to do. I yeah. do. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've loved. I've watched Battlefront two more than once, and I just absolutely adore it. So yeah, I yeah. should. I just one of those things that I just don't think to do. So, but because um, uh, yeah, when you put together the cutscenes from Battlefront two, it's a, it's a two hour film, um, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, so I assume there is a YouTuber out there who's done it all, and is it? I'm assuming yeah, there'll be somebody that has probably a good HD version. You could probably watch on the big screen on your TV yeah. through the YouTube app. Um, but, um, I think that this one is really focused on Venom and Car- and Craven and I love both of the takes. I feel like yeah. it's a fresh take on Venom because we've seen Venom done many ways and most of the times it's been done, it's been done horribly. Um, yeah. so I think this one's really well 
done. It's a scary ass Venom. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised they went to a certain space and they did. And I really, uh, and they introduce uh, a new character in a new light, which is fun. And they have a great Easter egg that involves Dr. Strange, which I loved because I'm like, Oh, Dr. Cool. Strange is part of this world. That's neat too. So, um, I, I just am loving it. Uh, obviously the gameplay is phenomenal. And I just love, uh, the fact Charlie, there's like over 70 suits for each Spider-Man. Oh you can yeah. Change the color elements, <laughs> which are it. fun. That's yeah. Awesome. There's one like from the, there's the, uh, Spider-Man 1612 costume, which oh, is Peter, Peter Park. Got, like a ruffle. Yeah. And <laughs> right. Looks, yeah. Well, like, that was, um, lad. <clears throat> yeah, that was a character that was, cause remember you and I talked about that 1602, yeah. uh, on spinner rack on our Patreon. <clears throat> and it didn't feature, um, that's that Spider-Man character, but he was mm-hmm. subsequently in the 20, uh, in one of the sequels to 1602 and then showed up in the 2014 Spider-Man diverse miniseries so that's awesome so well i'll make a note to go um go watch those story beats because that sounds like yeah. fun it's, cool. it's quite a bit of a cut scene though, so i think um i think you'll be entertained and I, I don't think you miss i mean there's some things that happen in the world and there are also some side missions which yeah. if i hadn't played those side missions um i feel like i would have been missing out because they do fill in more story beats that add on to the venom uh piece and you do get to play as venom in the game which is Really feels good. That's um, awesome. Which is very cool. Yeah. So Great. so enjoy that if you get a chance. I will. Um, and watch those, definitely. I absolutely will. Jen, where, where do you land, lend with video gaming? Are you a, a gamer, a console gamer, or anything like that? Mm, not really. I, I kind of used to be, um, but I don't really. I have a PS2. Let oh. me just put it that oh. way. I, I, have, so. I, have a, I have a PS4, and it would, <laughs> it, would, it would have to die for me to transition up. Yeah. I just so, I, I turn it on about once or twice a year. Sorry. Sorry I don't God. really play anything, but I'm not opposed to watching games, watching cutscenes, watching friends play. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, if there's if there's a good story in a game, I keep meaning to do that with some of these Star Wars games. Yeah. Especially oh, you, you because I'm like I want to know what happens. Yeah, those are those are the two that I that yeah. I have watched is the first Cal Kestis one, the Jedi Sur- Jedi Survivor, I think, and then as I said, Battlefront two. I know that the main character that is a favorite of April, so that was that's cosplay that she wanted to take on because she liked the character so much. So sweet. All right. Well, I'll blast through real quick um, because mine is mine is also Spider Man related. I finally. <laughs> uh, jumped back into reading Amazing Spider-Man, and again with Marvel Unlimited, which I, you know, we've done for ten years, and we use it as a basis for, uh, you know, a lot of the material that we talk about in our Patreon. Um, they're they're running three months behind, which is a huge improvement from when they started. Oh, it's three months now. Yeah, it has been oh, for long. Yeah, it has been for a long time. It oh, was okay, six. Great. Yeah, no, Todd, we've talked about this. It was six. Oh, is for, it? Okay, for, yeah, for many six months. For many many years, it was six months, and then during COVID, they cut it. I think they they changed it because uh, okay. obviously Marvel was shut down for a few months. And when it came back, they drew it back to to you know to really try to stimulate business in that way. Um, so I'm now up to. I'm not uh, about to. There was episode. Or issue twenty six was the big death, which I think I think it was Kamala Khan, wasn't it? We talked about that yes, a while back. So I, I just finished issue twenty five, which was super size, and it was wrapping up um, the time jump that had happened after the end of the Spider Man Beyond, which was Ben Riley coming back, and he was corporate. He was corpo Spider Man, but they were you know twisting his brain and stuff. Peter Parker was poisoned by the UFOs. Todd, you remember me talking about this I, several months ago? I was I, when sure. I was doing a big catch up. So when the when there was a new number one, which of course this is Spider Man Volume 
10 maybe because they're like it's time for another number one um uh it was like there was a year jump forward uh peter peter and mary jane were about to get together but they were separated now now she has a husband and two children and you're like uh how did she get a husband and two children to one of the kids looks like her so you're like how did she have her own kid and what happened was when when jumping a year past we get kind of a dimension z remember captain america dimension z he had a kid and there was a time dilation thing so peter and mary jane had gotten sucked back into this weird dimension there was this villain that they kept referring to somebody from the 90s who i just couldn't plug it up but it was based on like a mayan demigod and all this different stuff so peter got kicked out of the dimension mary jane stayed there by the time peter was able to fight his way back by stealing tech from the fantastic four getting into a fist fight with captain america uh because they were all trying to stop him because because he wouldn't talk about what he was doing but just that he needed to get back by the time he got by he got back four years had gone by and this other dude who named paul who was with him in the other dimension he and mary jane became a couple they found these two orphan children and they raised them together so that was the rub and then they all got home and mary jane's like i'm not leaving him even though blah 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 and so peter is just at the end of issue 25 he's just laying to, and then the fantastic four catch up with him and he gets into he gets into a fist fight with the human torch and punches him in the face and catches his own hand on fire and he's so amped up that it doesn't even slow him down and i think cap shows up and punches him in the stomach or something and he's just laying there <laughs> defeated so peter's but this is about as low as peter parker gets so and then obviously we jump into the next issue and there's a death so you know that's my next read but i think they're at issue 30 or 35 maybe now so there's there's several more for me to read um overall you know, a comic that's been around for 60 years just goes in cycles. Nothing is forever. So this is a thing. And then something will happen. And this Paul guy will turn out to be the Green Goblin or something. And Peter and Mary Jane <laughs> will be back together. So, you know, you're not reading this. It, it, comics become soap operas over a period of time. It's very much like, you know, oh, this will so and so is dead. But, you know, they didn't blah, 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 this thing or that thing. And so, yeah, I just read it because, again, my... My, my badge of honor is that, Jen, I've, I, I've said this several times, maybe not heard a show. I've read every issue of Amazing Spider-Man. For, you know, and there mm-hmm. there are over 900 issues, but I've done it with the help of not only reading them when I was a kid. So in the last 40 years that I've been reading Spider-Man, um, but with Marvel Unlimited, I started at zero and I just went all the way through. And now we're up to, you know, we're at issue 900 or 950. So, yeah. I couldn't tell you what happened in a lot of the issues that have occurred in the last 30 years. Um, cause the 30 years before that were, were my, you know, my prime of reading, but, um, but you know what, I'll keep plugging through, you know, it's not like my failed, uh, attempt to read all of the Avengers comics from zero, which Todd wouldn't let me finish. And the same thing with the fantastic four Todd, like, Don't read those. No, you can't do that. It's not, it's not okay. <laughs> it's not worth torturing yourself over i know yeah the, the, some of those avengers comics from the early 70s is like oh boy avengers take on red wolf i don't think so <laughs> that's not for we've me. seen the covers we've seen the covers yeah. we can judge them it's yes. easier to get through the covers and then secondly and this was just last night uh we rewatched uh the captain marvel film from 2019 and i <laughs> had probably seen it. Jen, I'm sure you've seen it a bunch of times because Captain Marvel is 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 your spirit animal. So many yeah. times. <laughs> I probably hadn't seen it since I've maybe seen it once or twice on home video. I own it, but it's also on on Disney Plus for those of you who do not. <laughs> and I had forgotten how much I really enjoyed it. It's really kind of a sweet film. 
Um, you know, yeah, uh, it's it's got a nice emotional core. A lot of it has to do with the what I think is particularly the overall misogyny of the Cree and particularly of Jude Law's character and him just <laughs> God, just just taunting, uh, you know, uh, Carol or Veers like, I want you the best person you can be and I want you to take me out with any of you. And then she force punches him into a rock. She's like, I don't have anything to prove you, asshole. Here, get in your little yeah. ship and go back. I'm coming to kick some ass. Um, it's cathartic. It's 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 super great, and I'm sure you know. As a man, yeah. it doesn't mean to me what it means to a woman. I'm sure, but still, yeah. I really dug it. And again, the setting of 1995. Jen, you're quite a bit younger than Todd and I, but in oh. 1995, we were we were in college. Yeah, yeah, and it it really you know all of all of the references, the the internet cafe, the uh, you know the, the the you know the Nine Inch Nails T-shirt and the motorcycle and the blockbuster video and the Radio Shack and just all the great 90s Easter eggs and the like amazing soundtrack. Oh my God! I even yeah. caught my wife dancing along to one of the songs on the credits, and she never does that. Mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, what's the whole song that plays over the credits? Uh, Celebrity Skin. Celebrity Skin. Yeah, that was one. That, Which like, is not from 1995. It's later. Oh, you see? Is well, it? look at that. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. It could have been, been too much later. Yeah. But, yeah. Not too much later. It was like 97, 98, no, something like go. that. But um, no, I was about the same age in 1995 as uh, Monica is in the movie. Oh, oh, oh. my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. So I've got memories. I, you know, <laughs> I remember the, oh, it's loading. Yeah, Lo- get, getting disconnected. Yeah, I remember because yeah. uh, again, I live in the house I grew up in, but I would be visiting because I was at college. And yeah, my mom got a second phone line so that the internet could always be connected. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. Oh my, and the, the computer, yeah. you know, the big computer that was in that was <laughs> in the corner of the den that you know that was oh, but it's connected on its own line. So, but anyway, yeah, I really I enjoy the film. Great emotional core. Uh, I love a lot of the space stuff. And and, and if I'm not mistaken, a Gemma Chan was minerva and wasn't she, she was. wasn't she the lead in eternals as well or she was oh there we go okay they've I, never explained it it's just she's just an actress who had another job so there you go yeah um but yeah i love it's like you know oh you knew all along is that why we never hung out no i just really don't like you very much and then she forced punches her <laughs> i just love the fight scene over the the no doubt song where she's just yeah. kicking the shit out of these people over and over and over again it's yeah. fantastic it, it is. is. See, I, I, I was like, that's too spot on the damn nose. But yeah, you know, it, I get it. If it's it, cute, you know what? It absolutely, it absolutely was very. Care, it was though. very on the nose. But I'm with Jen. I just loved it. I just it was it was just there to be loved. I Todd, it's like you know how you and I watched a couple of really crappy horror movies for Shocktober. Yeah. We watched People <laughs> Under the Stairs and we watched House, and they were both bad, but it was fun. So this was even the sure. moments where it was a little yeah. too on the nose. I was having fun. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to. You know, sometimes a, a cake is just a cake. You know. So I, uh, totally I dug it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I totally got it. But yeah, I forgot how much I like this film, and I will. Uh, I will endeavor to watch it uh, more often. <laughs> it was so funny because it was this. We started this at like eight o'clock, but April and I just both had a horrific week. She was in Chicago for a conference. I was on the road as always, and so we're back home watching this movie that we started at eight o'clock, and she's asleep at nine o'clock, and then we get uh-huh. to the end and the teaser is coming on. I'm like, oh, God, I want to watch Endgame again. She says, we are not putting Endgame on at uh, 10 o'clock. We're going to bed right now. We're not going to be up at 1 o'clock in the morning trying to finish Endgame. How but dare I'm like, you even oh. suggest You can barely stay up for 6 o'clock movies. I know. That's a tough right? one. Well, yes, exactly. It's very true. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah. 
that's uh that's it but yeah i will i will uh i will work that one back into my rotation i don't rewatch a lot of movies anymore either i always say anytime i have air travel especially if it's a long flight i always watch infinity war and endgame back to back on my tablet that's how how cool. i annually watch those films but now yeah, maybe yeah, i'll put, throw captain marvel right in the middle she'll be right in the middle she works yeah. so all right well yeah. that is the end of the geek easy todd time to get out that air Qantas app Got to get down to land down under where Hologram Tina and the mutants are waiting for us to talk about the Marvels. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we're doing a spoiler-filled discussion on the Marvels. This is the uh, billion teeth uh, MCU entry. So I don't know the number anymore. <laughs> billion teeth. Isn't this like, I think it's, a lot. I think it's 30, 33. Sure. That sounds I, good. I'd like 33. I would not. No, I don't think anybody knows. But Lucky, uh, lucky point, number 33. Nobody knows. Exactly. So um, know. uh, we had a budget of $273 million opening weekend estimates right around 47 to 52. Ouch. Uh, directed by by uh, Nia DaCosta, and I really did not know her oeuvre. Uh, so she's a fairly young director, uh, doesn't have a lot of credits, to be honest. Um, and I know she's making another film, uh, but this is her first real foray into genre filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, and then uh, I can't remember who directed the first Captain I Marvel film. I don't remember either. I bet Jen It's knows. not the same director. Um, it is not the same director. Uh, it was uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Okay. Did the first one. Gotcha. Got team. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Anita Costa, probably Charlie, you'd know her. She directed uh, Candyman, the most. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yep. Gotcha. So, yeah, so that was, more, her, more. that was her last big film. Oh, wow. So, more, more of a horse land. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we should let Jen read the summary. That's what I think. <laughs> If you can she, see it with the sun blocking. It. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. She's so radiant. She's causing the sun to burst through her background. It's amazing. <laughs> well, that Captain Marvel just uh, reignited the sun behind her. So, oh, yeah. they, oh, don't jump ahead, Todd. Don't jump ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Kree and taken revenge on the supreme intelligence. But unintended consequences see Carol shouldering the burden of a destabilized universe. When her duties sent her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Kree revolutionary, her powers become entangled with that of a Jersey City superfan, Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Ms. Marvel, and Carol's estranged niece, now Saber astronaut Captain Monica Rambeau. Do, do, do. Very good. There we go. So uh, this film is a culmination of a couple of things. Obviously, it's post Endgame. Uh, it is building on uh, the first Captain Marvel film from 2019. Uh, it is building off of WandaVision, bringing in Monica Rambeau, uh, and also building on the uh, Miss Marvel TV series from 2019. 22 uh essentially it's a standalone film for the most part uh in regards to it's not a continuation of anything else i would say in the mcu it's mm-hmm. kind of a self-contained right film. well as you said uh, with with pieces coming together correct and, and as i was talking about earlier in the show it's the first real film entry that's taking significant portions of the disney plus original quote-unquote episodic programming and plugging it into 
the MCU, unless I'm very much mistaken, if I'm not thinking of something Theoretically, else. Theoretically, Multiverse of Madness did sort of deal with the repercussions. True, with Wanda. Vision, okay. But yeah, did yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was didn't, much more peripheral, and it didn't give us yeah. it didn't give us characters that non Disney yeah, plus episodic yes, viewers. This is the first time that with, your right. characters are going yeah. to be. Right. I mean, Billy and Tommy, but like, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Billy and Tommy, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah but, but like, major characters, starring characters, <laughs> Ma- yeah, main yes, characters, yes. right? Exactly. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah. So um, uh, a lot of the returning, same returning cast, uh, you know, Samuel Jackson, uh, Brie Larson. Um, but a lot of newcomers, I mean, uh, beyond just the main characters, you know, we've got Saber, we're in that area as well, where there's a cast of characters there, which is a, I believe that's a mix of Terrans and non-Earth uh, characters, yeah. like the one guy I was trying to, was 300 years old. I was trying to yeah. suss that out. I didn't know if he was an Asgardian, because the Asgardians are are ancient like that. We know Thor was 1,500 mm-hmm. years old. He told us I that. I was getting an Asgardian vibe from you know, him. But then again, you know, the Asgardians. The accent. Again, yeah, we get the Asgardian a... Asgardian accent. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody's <laughs> British. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like just like all... Uh, you know, every, every part of the universe has a British accent. Um, but, you know, it, it, the Asgardians noise. do get some representation in this, because we do see uh, uh, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, I, I, and it was funny. And her little reference to being on an unintentional team was cool because there's a little little mm-hmm. little nip at Ragnar- Ragnarok, which was a fun film. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't feel like the 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 denizens of the saber station that that was really addressed. But it's not too far afield to simply figure out, hey, we live in this we live in this um, you know this this cosmic universe. So if we're gonna build a space station, they don't and they don't even necessarily get into. Why is Nick Fury there? Who built it? Who runs it? Is Saber just the new shield? I mean, well, no, we did. We got a bit of that in WandaVision because that's what. And we also got it in uh, in, in uh, uh, Secret Invasion as well because we had. Yeah. With, with, going, with, I'm yeah, sorry. Nick with Fury, with, that's where it ended. With what now? The show that nobody likes? You know what? You know what Secret Invasion is? Secret Invasion is the Highlander 2 of the MCU. That's what it is. (laughs) What we can take away from that, that's where how Sam Jackson got there. Right. Riding riding the little elevator. I got it. Correct. And even then, you already knew that Nick Fury was in space because of the post-credits scene in the Spider-Man movie years ago. Yes, yes, yes. kind of had that yep. you do not need to see secret invasion no. to watch or or for any reason at all ever in your life no <laughs> no there's 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 a lot of dumb stuff in secret invasion i i love the mcu i am predisposed to like any Whoa, MCU and, thing. And so i here. recognize that but like there are it limits. Wasn't good. There's limits. Everybody, it was not good. everybody has limits, and where the Eternals was the limit for the films for me, the Secret Invasion was the limit of the films of, of the Disney was, Plus stuff for me. Yeah. yeah, it was very disappointing in many ways. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just so gonna leave it at that. So with this film, uh, essentially the the big plot element is that. Um, one of the Cree leaders, uh, Darben, who's apparently taken over from Ronan the Accuser, uh, is essentially trying to uh, resurrect the homeworld of Hala uh, because uh, we find out in a flashback that Captain Marvel did, as addressed, took out the Supreme Intelligence, which if you're a comic book fan, you're oh, very yeah. well of that big head. Very, faith- essentially- yeah, very, very faithfully represented. He's, yeah. cool he's basically, me. it's a big avocado with tentacles. That's, that's what, the, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and they nailed yeah. it, but he also has like a big, like weird baby face. He's like, mm, it kind of looks like, uh, 
WC Fields if it was if it was just a head? <laughs> I don't know. Blubberfish? What's yeah, the blo- fish that looks oh, like the big face? The one with the big – yeah, that's the, with the big the nose. Blobfish. The blobfish. blobfish. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would love to add a supreme intelligence to my figure menagerie. There's never been a figure. So that would be – there. Are you listening, uh, people at DST or at Hasbro? I would like a supreme intelligence to go next to my MODOK. Make it happen. There might be one. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so oh. that that the main thrust is that that's what her she's uh, essentially uh, because of the destruction of the supreme intelligence, it essentially destroyed uh, the planet in the process because they decided to go hell bent on weaponizing, destroyed the environment. They had a drought, uh, and so that's the bent. Uh, that's the big thing that hell, uh, that they want to basically uh, remake the world. And how do they do that? By essentially opening up holes in space Great and idea. doing space balls. So you have the <laughs> super maid <laughs> sucking up the environment. He's gone from suck to blow. I, I couldn't get him like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what this is. Oh sucking up God. the environment and putting in the environment into the hollow world. The, so, the, yeah, wait, like Perrier? <laughs> like uh, yeah, and this movie... <laughs> Yeah, this movie had a lot of elements that I saw in other films. I'm like, okay, we've got a Gremlins portion of this film or Tribbles uh, portion in this film as well as a major plot point. Oh, and and there were these millennial, these two young girls. There were Zennials, not millennials. I forget millennials are more your age, Jen. It's no offense. My kids are millennials too. But the Zennials are the young kids now. And these little girls, it was driving April nuts because they were like, oh, God, it's so cute. And they're looking at their phones to look stuff up while the movie's going. And, oh, Jen was furious. I just, why? Anyway, but that's tangent. I'm going to get off. But anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I was very much won over by the baby cats because we're cat people in this house and I was all for it. Those kittens. So I I, I thought that's where, for me, that's where the movie kind of just went off the road. I'm like, I I did, I couldn't, I couldn't understand the tone of this movie. It was all over the place. It was like super serious and there was like this. I'm like, what is even going on right now? I'm like, it's too goofy. It's like, and I like goofy things, but I'm like, I, I just like at the moment, I'm like, okay, this feels like. A, I know, mean, I, I the goofiness didn't do anything for me. Yeah, the the goofiness, without a doubt, I get. There were portions of it where they dovetailed into dealing with serious emotions of Monica's sense of abandonment and Carol, because you always said you were going to come back. You never came back and what that really means. And then Carol <clears throat> kind of verbalizing, I, I, I felt like a failure. I couldn't come back. And honey, that's not how family works. I liked that. There were, yeah. there were, were, were pinpricks of seriousness and what was otherwise just a fun film. You know, the da- the dancing and the singing planet. Todd, that was right up your alley. I can't believe you didn't enjoy that. I, I thought that was kind of contrived, too. It felt like forced fun. And I'm and like, I dig musicals and I, and I, and I, and I dig all of that. But for me, fun. like, I didn't buy it. I, I really didn't buy it. I just like it. Did, it, it felt like. What are they doing? I mean, I, yeah. I I appreciate when it comes to the cosmic stuff and thinking about, I mean, the universe in Marvel, it, it's easier to traverse because people can, you can go to a, you have to fly to one of these jump points and it takes you somewhere else in the universe. The Marvel universe is so much bigger than Star Wars, which is one galaxy or, you know, Star Trek, which is one galaxy, but it's very split up. Um, I, do, I just love how there's this 
just vastness to the MCU cosmic portion where they don't have yeah, a galaxy. They have galaxy all the point. they have yeah. all the universes out there. They're they're bopping around or whatever it is. Even at the end of Captain Marvel 2019, Carol's you know when she gives Fury the modified pager, he says it should be good for a, a, a signal for a couple of galaxies. I mean that's awesome. Yeah. I just I I, yeah. I enjoy. That. I appreciate. It. I just didn't, yeah. I didn't like the execute. I didn't think the execution was very well done. Oh, I I, I like the I like the fun element. I just thought oh they can only say but they don't they're not singing the whole time I, I it just felt like it failed on that level to me and and i just felt like a lot of this movie uh, carol felt very awkward out throughout the whole thing and it was just a very like where i think the first movie she they nailed it in this movie i felt like i wasn't understanding her role in this film to a large extent and where i thought aman Vellani stole all the scenes she oh, had yes. the most she personality over the yeah. and she's my favorite character because i feel like she's the only one out there and i, I like monica as well because she was dealing with well i just felt like carol just kind of felt like very awkward even the moment you mentioned like you said of that like but her her niece doesn't know any of that thing and she should have been there for it i saw so lovely i didn't like her i liked her less for that because essentially she wasn't there for her and i just like yeah you can feel guilty and i think but you got to man up you got to you know you got to be there for your family if you're not then it's like that, so that's where I'm like, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel like, I felt like, oh, that felt like a unearned moment for me because it didn't feel very realistic. Well, Jen, what did you, well, Jen, what did you think? <laughs> Have you yeah. ever messed up? Because that's. Oh, absolutely. Exactly and it's like, but, like but it me. Messed, and, and it's, it's, yeah. it's this, it's this idea of I've messed up on this colossal cosmic level. I cannot show my face to these people who are counting on me to be a good person. And because what I did made me not a good person, it was such a monumental failure. And whether that's true or not doesn't matter. It's that she felt that way. She felt that she could not show her face to someone who looked up to her and and and, and needed her. I and that. I, I think that. that she reconciles that in the end by being there for Kamala. Like she's doing exactly what she did with Monica originally by taking Kamala into the plane and, you know, having a sidekick. And it's, she learns from her mistakes what that, that she does need to be there for family. And that's kind of where, where that came from for me. And that's one of the things that I, that I like about Carol as a character in the comics too. And this movie felt like the Captain Marvel comics, especially the more recent runs. Mm -hmm. um, I saw that Kelly Sue DeConnick was a consultant on oh, this film, right. which is great uh, because this really evoked a lot of her run. Um, I mean, the Fleur Kittens and the, <laughs> oh, was, the was, tone of her Was that from the too, comics, are, the, the Fleur Kittens? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like when I saw that, that egg, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that oh, is nice. because that's exactly how it happened in the comics too. It was yeah. like there were just these weird eggs all over the place. And it was like, oh, Goose has a family. Although in the comics, she's chewy. But like, right. it's, oh, Flurkins abound. It's it, um, it's a good thing that Flurkins are, yeah. are a little bit in this film a little bit more discriminating <laughs> on what they um what they digest because yeah, yeah. the big <laughs> escape from the saber satellite is they 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 just suck all the people up but they you know at the end they just throw them up which well, they is they have a pocket delightful. dimension inside of them oh 
does that get addressed or are we just are we just making the leap? No, that's we assume. I think, yeah. I think that's addressed in Agents of Shield at some point. Ah, they, non-canonical. What is the, the, <laughs> right, so what happens is the, the, they get the Kree blood in Agents of Shield from the dudes that the Flurkin gobbled up into the pocket dimension. Oh. I mean, they never actually see it on Agents of Shield, but they kind of, I, that, that, some that, that external that, force that one was how they got that. Zipping by me. I saw um, all of Agents of yeah. Shield because April loves that show, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, I, I, maybe they should have said that, yeah, yeah, it's a pocket dimension. They're not actually eating you. Right. The Flurkins. I mean, but, cause um, obviously that's, how, that's how the, that was the, the transit of the Tesseract from yeah. space back to earth again. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> My my my. Yeah. So and as a cat owner, the number of times that that sound that that yeah, I'm like oh, that no. was the yeah. exact yeah. sound I got was was <laughs> when I went upstairs uh, between recordings. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good, someone's puking in the other room. That's fantastic. <laughs> Hairball time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but, gosh. Um, no, yeah. the relationship between all three of the leads was amazing. I thought they had great chemistry. I thought just a lot of it did remind me. It felt like the comics because mm-hmm. it does. They do have they do have that tonal shift sometimes where it goes from wacky to serious and back again and i mean life's kind of like that too and i think if you have these wacky moments sort of surrounding the serious moments it you get to kind of roll with the punches a little bit more easily i think so to speak. I just, I just, it just didn't work. For yeah. Me. I was like, no, I'm like, fair. nobody knows what she did. So she doesn't have to explain anything to anyone. And I always felt like, I, I, I don't know. And, and this is weird. No, she doesn't I, have I, to. And I'm, she didn't to Nick yeah. Fury, but she did to Monica because she yeah. did owe her an explanation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I'm so used to Carol Danvers, the 30 years she was a character before this. She's a hard, hard edged fire pilot she that, is yeah, very true. Involved. and to me this take feels like she, i got a lot of un i felt like she was very in on like confident at times but in like not confident and i always feel like being a military vet i feel like mm-hmm. they they've shied away from that part i feel like they've kind of made her feel like she's a little bit less steeled um in this movie i felt like she gets mad but i didn't feel like she's full-on leader like we get even in, in the Marvel comics she's the head of the avengers she is a leader at this point <laughs> i didn't feel like she felt like a leader like an air force officer is so in a lot of ways i i don't love this take of of carol danvers because she feels so different from her previous years that you know, she feels less like i would say like this point i'm like I, she doesn't feel like an air force officer you know i i would say and i think it's as echoed both in comic form going back in the day and then to really what in this film don't forget in the comics many many moons past she she had her identity stolen by Rogue from the X-Men. That was in yep. that that was when she left Earth. She became binary. I was dying for the end credit because I could not remember the, the name <laughs> of the binary character who we get it in the Easter oh. egg, which we'll talk about in a second. She lost her identity, had to rebuild it with Charles Xavier's help, and then she went through and yep. then she can baby and Mark. But in this film, she loses her identity again when the, you know, in the first film when the light star drive blows yeah. up and they take her back to Cree and she's yeah. rebuilding who she is. So I would simply say that, Todd, what you're addressing, her life as Captain Danvers, Avenger, uh, you know, fighter pilot, is perhaps still removed from who she is in this day yeah, and time. She so, doesn't remember. Yeah, so it's that, that's going to be different. I she agree. said she I, did yeah. and she didn't want to see her. So that was the thing, like, well, she didn't want to see her. And, you know, I don't know. I just, But again, it, I... It, it I, just didn't work for me. I don't know the, the, the rationale, the reason. I don't know. It's just like, eh, okay, I get it. Yep, that's, that's, a, that's a 
answer. But well, and, and sad to say, based on uh, based on the box office performance, certainly domestically, it's not working for a lot of people because this was uh, highly touted as being Marvel's lowest opening. I I, I I'm I you know I'm in the camp with Jen. I feel it's very undeserved. Uh, this is the most I've enjoyed a Marvel film since Endgame. You know, really? uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, well, Black Panther. I don't maybe you know Black Panther two. Maybe I saw because I saw it. I was I was very drowsy because it was <laughs> it was last year after Comic Con <laughs> setup. But I just I didn't I didn't really love all over that. And you know I didn't care for Quantum Mania. What are some of the other films that have come? Out? Eternals was totally bust for me. Sh- Guardians three. Guardians Shang-Chi. three. Guardians three. I enjoyed. I, I like. I, I really liked Guardians yeah. three. I, yeah. But 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 I, yeah. But I dug this better. Uh, Shang Chi. I was eh, it was okay. Um, but yeah, this was this was this was fun for me the way the Guardians is fun. But I found this to yeah. be a, a, a kind of a not a notch beyond uh, that. So I dug it. I, w- I wish it was doing better. Uh, I wish it was doing better, but um, Me too. I, yeah. I think it's <laughs> potentially the result of of fatigue, and uh, it's potentially from the result of you know uh, the SAG Actra strike and the lack of promotion, which got to happen at the one day before the film came out. The strike ended. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's not like I think this the film is going to find fantastic legs, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I just uh yeah, I, I I appreciate all takes, but this this was one I just I I walked out of it, you know, happy and smiling. I was having a good time. So cliffhanger. Yeah, I was gonna was, say yeah. and I was gonna say I was gonna give you a differing viewpoint because my wife didn't see Captain Marvel, didn't see WandaVision, but loved uh Miss Marvel. Yeah. She walked away from the film she felt like this was not a good film if you hadn't seen all those things. She felt like it kind of failed as just a self-contained thing because uh, it, maybe, it was yeah, maybe all over sense. the place and it didn't feel like a very uh, comprehensive story. It felt like you had to know those things to give it context and meaning and a lot of those things. Without that, it just felt like a mishmash. I, and I, I mean, the, I the, feel the, like the, they addressed all of that, but as someone who's yeah. seen all of those things, I I can't yeah. speak to that. But, right. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. She, like and, they were and trying. she hadn't, so she's like, it yeah. didn't feel like a very good movie. It just felt like yeah. a bunch of stuff coming together versus like a standalone film that you can mm-hmm. just really enjoy take away without seeing those things. And I, I think a lot of ways, there's a lot yeah. of pieces you have to know or you lose those contexts. And they don't do a great job of like explaining. Right. They did some through the flashbacks, but yeah. Yeah. Right. It could be, and again, Todd, you and I've talked about this recently, that Marvel used to be for everyone, right? It was easy to, hey, you know what, there's there's five films, there's ten films. It's easy to wrap your arms around it. But as it, you know, like the like the, the branches of time in Loki, it, with the TVA, you know, <laughs> as it gets too big, you know, it's, it's less accessible to John Q, you know, seat yeah. warmer in the movie, who's not a hardcore Marvel guy or gal. Uh, so th- that that could have have an aspect to it, but all right. Well, let's talk about something that um, maybe we can all enjoy, which would be talking about what happens after the credits. Because Todd, this was th- th- this after the credits that was in your wheelhouse. Mid credits, yeah. They uh, they they and and I, I'd like to hear Jen's thoughts on this because. I think <laughs> this was a tough, this was a weird one because um, obviously Monica is trapped in the gateway that was torn open by Darben um, and she wakes up and essentially in the universe that uh, the X-Men Fox films happened. She's with um, Beast played by Kelsey Grammer and uh, she looks over, sees a woman uh, yeah. next to her. She thinks it's her mother and we find out that it's actually Binary, binary uh, who is yes. 
yes, uh, she was one of Galactus's heralds. I mean, she right. is a superpowered being. She has like kind of a red head. I mean, her head, her, 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 basically her head kind of turns into a ball of flame. I don't know. Well, I wish, I, I, wish yeah, I, could, yeah. I wish I could. I wish I could show you because I have a, I have the figure on my windowsill opposite of where I'm looking right now on my little cosmic shelf next to Fire Lord and you know original Drax and Beta Ray Bill and Silver <laughs> Surfer. I have a little shelf with those guys. That's on my my glass block window shell there. Um, but uh, but yes, no, you you saw the actress who plays Maria Rambo, whose name I can't remember, um, in depowered form, Lynch. but she's. Yeah, wearing a yeah, wearing yeah. a the, the exact suit. Um, but this is uh, yeah. I thought Kelsey Kelsey Grammer's beast was very weirdly animated. I thought that that kind of bugged me because it looked very CGI. Where when we saw him in X Men Last Stand in two thousand and six, then we saw him again at the end of uh, X Men Days of Future Past in twenty fourteen. It was practical makeup. Where in this, he just looked like he was a weird yeah. CGI critter, and I just I didn't I didn't really care for it. But um, but yeah, it's a separate universe. It's not not either of the two that we saw in Multiverse of Madness, where we saw uh, Maria as a regular Kree Force uh, Captain Marvel kind of person, and then we saw Patrick Sir Patrick Stewart as uh, Professor X because both of those characters died. So that's obviously not reflective <laughs> of this because we we get Professor X gets a name drop as Beast is walking around the room, and obviously this mm-hmm. is a big tee up for what comes next. So yes, I is, thought that, this I, resonated I thought all with you, Jim. Yeah, I I love X Men, right? And I I thought it was I thought it was really cool. I thought that you know Maria being binary was a cool nod to when Carol was binary. Um, and it's like maybe you know things obviously played out differently in that universe. Um, but it's like where are we going with this? I mm-hmm. don't. I mean, obviously we're going to X-Men and, you know, everything's going to be colliding and reality is breaking and everything's right. going to just kind of fall apart. But like, and like, it was really cool. It was really cool to see Beast and see the name drops. And it's like, enough with the breadcrumbs. <laughs> like yeah. the, uh, the teases in Multiverse of Madness and the little musical stinger in Ms. Marvel when they say that she's a mutant and right. like, okay, you're teasing us. It, Pietro in WandaVision or, or right. fake Pietro, which I have other thoughts on that would be a totally different <laughs> fake, podcast. Fake Atro. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, I can see where they're going with this and it's going to be so long before we actually get that. Yeah. That I'm yeah, like, two yeah, three to four years at least feels like yeah, yeah. Before they can get something because there because least. there's nothing like, there's nothing X Men related announced so yeah. Other uh, than Deadpool, yeah, yeah, other than Deadpool, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Could that now? Yeah. Now there's another question: Could this find its way into Deadpool, or is Deadpool too satirical um, to include like anything serious? This was obviously a very serious bent to this particular scene so is deadpool tonally upside down to include anything like this or do you think it's just a throwaway to something that might happen i don't someday? know i i think this is gonna be because carol's gonna want to look for monica right right like yeah she's gonna want to try to find out where she is and like with their powers being so linked maybe there's a way to do that especially if the bangle is seeking things oh I mean, gotcha carol the other bangle at the end of the movie Right. So yeah. So they say maybe the, there's ways that so that can happen. She up. takes Kamala with her, uh, but Kamala's setting up a new team of her own. 
right? Too, which is awesome. Yeah, there you go. A little uh, Kate, Kate, Bishop, yeah. Kate, Kate Bishop action Kate and Pizza Dog. Bishop. Yeah. I love yeah, it. I, that, was, that was a nice surprise. I, I was yeah. like, and yeah, that wasn't even, that wasn't, that was just at the end of the movie. It wasn't even a mm-hmm. mid credits portion, which was kind of cool. And a throwback yeah. to right. the Nick Fury and Iron Man yes, discussion. It was exactly like yeah. that. It was and pretty it cool. Was just... Yeah. So leading into that, so um, yeah. it is interesting because the two characters that kind of break the fourth wall now are Deadpool and She Hulk. So I don't know if right. that's something where She Hulk would get involved with Deadpool because that would be a fun, like, kind of a, a mashup. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, so cool, cool, we cool. can see that. But then in the Young Avengers piece, which Kamala doesn't mention calling it Young Avengers, but in that team, the people that we've established so far are um, Kate Bishop, we have Kamala, uh, we also mm-hmm. have Stature, which I believe is the official name of, of, of Scott's daughter uh, in the, the suit. Then, oh, okay. The yeah. Comics, I don't know. Sting, going for Stinger. The Stinger from the A2 universe. Stinger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we have potentially this the the son of or the grandson of Isaiah, uh, yeah, who was experimented oh, from yeah. uh, the Super Soldier Isaiah Serum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yep, truth. he was yeah. a character in the Young Avengers. Then, then I'm trying to think of anybody else. Uh, so we, I've heard America Hulk. Chavez. Yes, America yeah, Chavez. Yeah, America Chavez. There America you go. Chavez. Um, you had the Hulk uh, has a son, but like they're going to be doing something with Hulkling, because um, like, that's not. Hulkling from the comics, that's no. a completely different thing. Right. Like Scar could Hulkling come back and part, I mean Kamala uh, wasn't scroll. in the Young Avengers in the comics either. Right. Yeah. He was he was half Cree and half scroll. So it's yeah. like uh, right. that would I'm fit right Scar in. Would be their the original yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. do keep yeah. do keep in mind there's been no project even hinted about around yeah. any of this. So no. this th- this was no. a true and, surprise uh, where where the X-Men bit is not States. surprising at all because we we know that they've that been setting up young Avengers. Yeah. They've been they because they've been introducing so many of them and I'm just right. like as a young Avengers fan, I'm just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, as you keep bringing in more of them, yeah, you, this is coming just, together so you, much you're more." Just, you're just saying you want the loaf solidly. of bread, you're sick of the breadcrumbs. I I I'm I'm totally down. Yeah, as give me As far as the X-Men, I mean, I I've been I've been waiting <laughs> for a well, long time. I mean, it's like, I had that like this I liked the first X-Men movies because that's like it's it was it was seeing the characters that I loved on screen, and it's yeah. like I would love to see it done by by Marvel. I mean, more so the Fantastic Four because they well, messed that up twice. I was going to say you you live in the space <laughs> of X Men that I am with the Fantastic Four because yeah. I'm an OG fan. Uh, enjoyed that early two thousands the first film. The second one was trash, and then because that's they- what we got. And then they trashed us into the 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 one in 2015, which uh, which was I always like to bring up. That was the bullet I took for Todd, so he never had to see it. Uh, I went and saw it, but oh my god, just uh, the, you know. Okay, we're not talking about that. All right, let's at least yeah, try to, no. let's at least try to move this forward. Okay, so to wind things up, Todd, shall we move forward with a rating? Sure, uh, sure. Out of uh, ten. Baby Flurkins. <laughs> oh, there you go. Out of 10 baby Flurkins, Todd, where do you land? Be kind. Hashtag so be kind. I have one question before I have one question before I give my review. Um, is it now that Kamala no longer needs the bracelet, right? It's just basically right. it, it right. triggered her powers, but she doesn't need mm-hmm. any more. Okay, that's what I want to make. She's sure. a mutant. So, yes. 
exactly. So yes. just, that must have like triggered her mutant ability. So that, right. that's kind of cool. She, she okay. was hashtag triggered. <laughs> I go. couldn't remember if it was needed or not. Okay, cool. Now that yeah. I know that, uh, doesn't change my rating, but I had that question. Oh, so damn. I would say I would give this one a six out of 10. Um, didn't do much for me, really. I, I don't probably wouldn't watch this again. Um, I, I love seeing come on the screen. I thought they did more work with Monica because I think Monica's had the least screen time of any character. So right. I'm glad she got more quality time on screen. And um, yeah, I, I, and, and where it landed, um, it didn't really leave any breadcrumbs to where Carol's story's going. Quite That's honestly. true. It's going like, yeah. So I and I we don't know if she's going to be in any what movie she's going to be in like Spider Man we don't know when we're going to see Spider Man again so it's kind of like right is that it for I mean, Captain Marvel we know there's an Avengers movie coming up but we don't know who the Avengers are so what does that mean yeah, yeah who's going to be yeah. on that team so I think that's True. your best chance to see any character especially since it's the Kang Dynasty and the Secret Wars and I I feel like there's an equal chance mm-hmm. to see anyone and everyone again so just just don't don't give up the ship so all right Jen super fan. Where do you land? Oh, um, I'm giving it a nine. Um, but I'm me. I mean, look at me. I'm <laughs> I've loved Captain Marvel for she, so long. I think you, they did a really great job of it. Um, I loved the chemistry. I loved Carol's story in this. And it's about coming back from failure um, and and, you know, recognizing that your family's going to love you anyway. Um and it was fun. It was delightful. It reminded me of the comics. It's not a 10 because it was too short. And that's not just me saying I wanted more. It's like there were some scenes to me that felt like in the edit, it's like we needed to linger just a little bit longer on it. We needed a little bit more explanation. I think that if we had a couple more scenes to kind of tie together some of the backstories, like you were saying, Todd, and to just um, sort of make it gel. And I think that might have been a result of the strike because you couldn't have anyone come back for pickups mm. to kind of shoot yeah. anything later. But I think I think it was really good. I was very satisfied. I had a great time. So yeah. nine baby flurkins. That is where it's at. I will probably echo that, not that I try to copy somebody else's rating, but this is an eight, five, nine for me as well. Um, true, the the tone, the the dancing around with the tone could be a little little quarrelsome um but again overall the you know 85 90 percent of this film was all in good fun you know dancing on the singing planet uh you're sprinkling in a little bit of seriousness here but it but if especially if and again i'm not that familiar with how it went with the comics but if what jen is saying true that it echoes the comics i appreciate that we don't get enough of that we get more of like well this is the way the mcu is now so and you know for super old school comic guys like todd and i who you know were reading comics 40 years ago you know we we'd love to see as much of that kind of stuff as we can so yes i would i would eight five or nine it because i appreciated the tone Uh, yet like you said uh imam valani was stealing all the scenes sideways so we didn't we we had some of her family but not too much of her family that it got obnoxious um because there's a there's a threshold uh with her family where it's like yeah it's it's, it's an, that we're, it's enough. It's not too much. And I did like that. Um, and same thing with Nick Fury. We got enough, but not too much of him because he's yeah. he's burned up a lot of goodwill after Secret Invasion. Let's face <laughs> it. We've kind of had our fill. You know, he had his chance and it was the Book of Boba Fett. It was, it was and the MCU's Book of Boba Fett. That's what Secret Invasion was. How I haven't looked at that. I'll, yeah, Todd, I'll please. I have one more question. 
what happened to the water planet? Did they refill it back up? There was like, April. There was April. Square, there was April like, as well. Are, so, is there no more water there? <laughs> well, they, it looks like they took a bit of water, and then that was all we saw. So, and then our characters got yanked out of there. So, like, we should have stayed and fought. But you would just simply hope that everything worked out fine. It was sure. what's what's the, so. what's the old Homer Simpson quote? Well, I'll go and I'll, I'll hide under a pile of coats, and I'll just hope that everything works out. Sure. So there you go. That, that's how this one resolved. Hide under a pile of coats and hope it all works out. Um, well, good. Todd, Jen, that's the show. So, uh, Jen, my partner, thank you for coming on and doing this. Nobody <laughs> could have done this but you. You were you were our Captain Marvel. Oh, thank we you so much. Yeah, we wouldn't have had this, this one without you, yeah. so we appreciate this. Where do people find you out there? I've got a link tree that is linktree.com slash Jen Watson art. There you can find my Instagram, my business, Facebook, my Etsy shop currently on vacation, but I'll be back soon. And a link to my author page on screen rant where I write about Star Trek. And, and I, I, I love seeing you. I love seeing your name in lights. I love it. I read those. Articles. I don't read them all, but I do my best. Uh, so uh, Todd, how about you? Uh, you can follow me at T Oxtra on threads and Twitter and, uh, Let's see. Oh, Secret Friends Unite on Threads and Threads as well. And yeah. it's just Secret Friends U on Twitter. Excellent. And I, uh, you can find me still over on X Twitter at the C3, spell it out. Uh, I'm trying to do a little bit better over on Threads and Instagram. Uh, C3 Carpenter, again, spell it out. Uh, and then, of course, our uh, Secret Friends Secret Friends Unite Discord is kind of where the action is happening. But uh, for me, uh, again, my wife, uh, April, and I do head up the USS Grand Petoskey, one of the biggest chapters of the International Star Trek fan club in the world. We're based here in West Michigan. Recently had a great showing at Grand Rapids Comic we were able to raise almost $1,800 for Make-A-Wish of Michigan, which is something very near and dear to my heart with a great charity auction and uh, sales of tribbles at our booth, which is just, it's, 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 it's like those tribbles are made of crack. People absolutely love them. We make just, just cash by the bowlful. Um, so we have a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff. If you're a trekker, within the sound of my voice, I also head up Region 13, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. Please seek us out. Uh, give a googs to USS Grand Petoskey or to Region 13 Starfleet International. Drop me an email and and I will happily help you find some trekkers where you live, no matter where you live. And with that, friends, thank you again for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Higher, further, faster, baby. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Meow. 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 This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.